On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks dropped a 16-point lead in the fourth quarter in an overtime loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. After the game, Jason Kidd had some pointed comments about Christian Wood and the Mavs play. I'll tell you why they lost and why they need to make a change, and it starts right at the top. On today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day, even after a loss like that in the weekend, a back-to-back game. Whew. You can find us on every podcast platform including youtube but the best way you can help us grow this show is to comment anything below let me know who do you blame this loss on who do you blame just give me one or give me a a power ranking i'm sure there will be many different versions Uh, isaac is out today weekend show let's get right into it Uh, no time to waste here the dallas mavericks lose 111 to 117 at one point in the fourth quarter they're up 95 to 79 95 to 7. That's a 16 point lead in the fourth quarter with five minutes and 41 seconds left. And then Luca checks in. Take take that as you will. Luca checks in, and the Mavericks give up their lead completely. Ends up getting tied. They go to overtime. They lose in overtime by six points. Over the course of the fourth quarter, after that five minute and 41 second mark to the end and through overtime. The Dallas Mavericks got outscored by 24 points. 24! Luka played all those minutes, and he was on minus 24. The Mavs were on minus 24 for the 5-minute and 41-second mark in the fourth quarter till the end of overtime. Things, there's something has to change here. (laughs) We'll talk about that. Jason Kidd had some comments after the game that I thought were really, really at least interesting. I don't know if good is the way that you want to put them, but they're interesting. He mentioned Christian Wood by name, unprompted. He was waiting to be prompted. He was he was actually literally, literally, I'll do a Chris Traeger, literally asking to be prompted about Christian Wood. And he just did it anyway. He talked. He mentioned Christian Wood by name. For everyone that's calling for more Christian Wood minutes. So we'll discuss that. And then the refs. We have to talk about the refs in this game because it it was all over the place and OKC was able to get the advantage and and get the win because they were able to uh, react and they were able to adapt and they did. And it was a a great win for that team. But for the Mavericks, you look at this game and if you just looked at the box score, you're missing a whole lot with this one. You're missing a ton. You would see, okay, Luka, 31 points, 16 boards, 10 assists. Like, okay, I, I get that. Stats. Dinwiddie, 20 points. Okay, Dinwiddie's stepping up. Good for him. 13 points from Dwight Powell, who got the start instead of JaVale McGee because JaVale McGee was out for rest. Great. 13 points from Dorian Finney-Smith. Great. Four offensive rebounds from Dorian Finney-Smith. Awesome. You're like, okay, there's a couple of good things here. But you're missing you're missing a lot with it. Uh, let's start with, with Jason Kidd's let's, with Jason Kidd's quotes because it's making its rounds around Mavs Twitter right now and it's all the talk 
Jason Kidd came into the press room and said, you know, we tried some, some different lineups to close the game and it just didn't work. A reporter asked, are you still experimenting with your lineups? And he said, you know, you just kind of beat around the bush a little bit. So yeah, sure. We're, we're still experimenting, still trying stuff. God, it's only game five. Like, of course they're still experimenting on stuff. But then Jason Kidd goes, you know, you guys didn't ask the question I was waiting for. Interesting. Interesting way to end an answer. Are you still experimenting with your lineups? You guys didn't ask the question I was at. I was waiting for. What's the question he was waiting for? Coach Kidd, what's the question you're waiting for? Tim Tim McMahon asked him that. What's the question you've been waiting for? And he's like, you know, you guys have been consistent in the questions that you've been asking me. And then Callie Kaplan asked him, what's the question you're you're waiting for, kid? If you're just going to drop that on us, at least tell us what it is. And then he's like, you know, had some more things, had some more comments about the game. Tough one. S-H-I-T happens. Crap happens. That's what he said under his breath, sort of. You can hear it in the recording. I wonder if that quote made it on Bally's because it's hard to tell that he said S-H-I-T. And so... He wanted, the question he wanted to be asked was about Christian Wood. He wanted to be asked, well, could you not find more minutes for Christian Wood? What's the thought with Christian Wood? You know, can you get him more to playing time? He played 28 minutes, just about 29 minutes in this game. They played in overtime. Luka played 40. Dinwiddie played 35. Bullock played about 38. Dorian played 35. Maxi played 28. Maxi and Christian Wood basically played the same amount of minutes. Tim Hardaway played 22. And so there's, you know, you probably listening are wondering, why can't they get him more time? Why can't they get him more run? Jason Kidd wanted us to ask him that question. And then Tim McMahon asked the question, what are you looking for in those closing lineups? We want to guard the ball. We can't just rely on Luka. Someone else has to step up and make a play. Then he said, you know, in the closing lineup tonight, we left Christian Wood in there with that group and it didn't go well on either end that's the quote that i think is standing out today we left christian wood out there we wanted to try him in that that starting lineup or that that closing lineup and it didn't go well on either end so then christian wood doesn't play in overtime at all right he didn't he didn't see a single minute hardy hardy played 17 seconds and christian wood didn't play at all uh because luca fouled out right luca fouled out um just it's just just an incredible quote. We put Christian Wood in there with that group, and it didn't go well on either end. So then the question was asked: What's your thought process on putting Christian Wood in there in the in the closing lineup? We just quote: We just wanted to see how he cl- handles closing games. He hadn't been in that situation yet, and we got him in tonight. Jason Kidd does not trust Christian Wood. He doesn't. He doesn't trust Christian Wood at this point. As much as you know, you probably at home are sitting thinking, "What else does this guy have to show?" He's been he scored twenty points off the bench, right, right and left. He's taking care of mashups. Him and Luca look good together. He answers some questions on this team. Can we get more shooting? Can we get more creation with the ball? Can we get a little bit more shot creation? He answers some of those questions. Jason Kidd and the coaching staff do not trust him yet. It was going to take time. This is something we've been talking about ever since they they got Christian Wood. Nico Harrison set it straight. It's going to be a prove-it year for Christian Wood to us, and it's going to be a prove-it year for us to Christian Wood. And here we are. Christian Wood in this game plays just under 29 minutes, takes 10 shots, 
Only takes two free throws in this one, gets seven boards, and he's in there in the run in the fourth quarter that gets the Mavericks this you know, this lead in the fourth quarter. Great run in the fourth quarter. Incredible run by this team. And then he stays in there throughout the rest of the fourth to try and, and close it out. And Jason Kidd has taken that part of it. Yeah, Christian Wood played all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. Jason Kidd's taking that part of it and saying, hey, we, we tried Christian. God, guys, we guys, we tried. Guys, we tried Christian Wood in the fourth quarter. Guys, you wanted it. You're the one that's asking for it. Reporters, what's the question that I've been waiting for? I've been waiting for this question. I did it. You guys wanted me to do it, and I did it. That's not the way that a coach should respond to some of these. Like, we can't just be playing the media game here, saying, well, you know, hey, guys, I tried. Shrug my shoulders. You're the coach of the team. I'm baffled. I'm baffled by some of these quotes tonight. And I know you are, too, sitting at home thinking, okay, well, he just put him out there to just try and make and prove a point. That's sort of the way that it comes off to me. You just put Christian Wood out there to prove a point and that it didn't work. Interesting. Interesting. Not sure exactly what to take from some of these quotes from, from Jason Kidd. It's something to monitor, though, because we've known that Christian Wood has had situations with coaches in the past in Houston. And we know that him coming off the bench is not something that he expected or thought because of what he said at Media Day when Isaac Harris. My co-host, we had an interview with him at Media Day and said, so, sixth man of the year, or sixth man coming off the bench. And Christian Wood looked at us like he didn't know what was happening. He said, I haven't heard that. He hadn't heard that yet. This is all stuff to monitor because it's starting to go in a direction. It's so early in the season. But the point, and I think the takeaway from this, is from those quotes from Jason Kidd, is that they do not trust Christian Wood yet. I think they may have wanted to. They threw him out there. They put him out there in the closing lineup, but I, apparently this game proved to them what they've been thinking, that they don't trust him. And this game was proof enough. Was it a, a, a bias that they got confirmed? I think so. Coming up, how did the Mavericks lose this game? What about Luka Doncic's play? A triple-double, 30-point triple-double. The Mavericks get the loss. How? How, Sway? We'll talk about that coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is a, uh, it's a game that you can play daily where you can check out different kinds of of uh you can check out different kinds of um, props and you can do the nba you can do the nfl you can do boxing you can do all kinds of different stuff on prize picks so go check it out you can pick the over under on two to five players you can combine them together so if you're looking at let's say you want to look at the cleveland versus the uh the new york game the knicks versus the the, the Cavs. you want to check out that game donovan mitchell 27 and a half points over under Oh, he's been on a tear. I'm, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over 27 and a half. Give me 28, 29. Give me that on that. Then you can go Julius Randle, 19 points. He's going to be guarded by Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. Give me less. Give me less on Julius Randle. If I put down $20 on what I just said right there, the Julius Randle under and the Donovan Mitchell over, I could win 60 bucks on that tomorrow night. If I put down 100 bucks, I could win 300 bucks. And you can get a 100% instant match up to $100 if you use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. It's prizepicks.com. All right, Isaac. <laughs> Let's talk about how this game was lost. Because this game was lost. I don't even know if the... I guess you can consider Oklahoma City winning this game. But the Mavericks definitely lost this game. This was a tough game back and forth. 
It was a tough game from the beginning. Nobody had more than like a seven, eight-point lead up until the third quarter when the Mavericks went on this big run. It was it was back and forth. Mavericks really couldn't pull away. Thunder were getting their lead a little bit here and there. This Thunder team, they were without Josh Giddy. They were without Chet Holmgren, obviously. They're tough. They got Poku out there, and then everybody else is just these like thick, strong, wing-type guys that can push you around. Lou Dort, 40 minutes, two steals, Five fouls that should have been 50. <laughs> My guy was bouncing around and annoying every fiber of Lucas being. Lou Dort got under Lucas' skin. Lou Dort and the refs. Lou Dort and Ed Malloy's refereeing crew got under Lucas' skin in this game. And I think you could tell. You could tell just by his body language. The vibes were the vibes were tested. All the Mavericks did in training camp and in preseason was talk about Oh, how great, you know, the vibes have been and how training camp was was so great. And there was guys like former players trying to get in on it because the vibes were so great and how how everybody was having a great time and the chemistry and all that. All that was tested in this game because it's tough. You're playing against an opponent you think is inferior to you that probably should be talent-wise. And you're playing this opponent and they're just not giving up. They're not giving up and the refs aren't giving you an inch. They're not giving you anything. How many fouls were called in this game? 29 for the Thunder, 30 for the Mavs. Almost 60 fouls were called in this game. The Mavs took 34 free throws. The Thunder took 31. It was all over the place. One one minute, a a moving screen would be called on on a screen, and another minute, nothing would be called on a screen that was the exact same screen. It was all over the place, and it was really hard for this Mavericks team to figure out what was a call. There was there was a, a moment in the fourth quarter where uh, I think Luca had the ball obviously, and then Dinwiddie came over to set a screen for him. Lou Dort came, tried to run through Dinwiddie like he does, grabbed Dinwiddie around the waist, and they it got called as a foul. It was it was Dort's fifth foul, and Luca went or one of Dort's I think it was his fourth foul, and Luca went to the line. <laughs> and Luca, as soon as the foul was called, turns around. Not looking at the refs, not looking at his team, not looking at anything. Just turns around like the, to the area of the court that was the least populated and just throws his arms up in the air and goes, what? What? He's just looking off into the distance, just saying, how? Like, how was that called and not called at all earlier? They're, they were frustrated. And this was a theme from last year that this Mavericks team, led by Luka, Luka leading the way on this, doesn't understand what a foul is. Doesn't understand what the refs are calling. The refs are all over the place. Inconsistent. All three refs not really on the same page. Individual refs not on the same page with their own stuff. <laughs> and then Luca gets upset and frustrated with it. And then it spreads to the rest of the team. You can see Christian Wood. What's a foul? Frustrated. What's, what's not being called a foul? I'm under the rim. I'm trying to get a rebound. And a guy comes over and tries to get a rebound too. No foul call. Luca goes over to try and get a rebound. Foul called on him. It's like what is happening? You're just going back and forth and it drives them nuts. And Jason Kidd mentioned this last year where they just they either miss shots or they don't understand what the refs are doing and it just gets to them. And it got to them in this game. It got under their skin. They were missing a ton of threes. The Mavs shot 8 of 40 from 3 in this game. So much for not taking as many threes. They missed 32 threes in this game. So they miss a bunch of threes, and they don't know what fouls are. So it's all over the place. It drove this team insane. 
And hats off to OKC for figuring it out, for reacting to it and adapting and just saying, all right, we're just going to keep attacking because eventually, eventually, <laughs> eventually we're going to get calls or we're going to hit buckets. That's it. That's that's basically what OKC decided in this game. SGA led the league last year in drives per game. He's not going to stop attacking, but it felt like other guys were attacking too. Dort was attacking, Aaron Wiggins, Trey Mann had a couple. Uh, it just seemed like they just kept going and kept going. If you look at the, yeah, you look at the, the game charts, it was just all kinds of stuff inside for OKC. OKC didn't make a, a three in the first half. They, they were 0 of 7, 0 for 7 from three in the first half. They only took seven threes in the second half. They took 16. Okay, so they, they attempted a little bit more on the outside, but still they, they only took 20-something threes in this game which is what the Mavericks want them to do on defense. The Mavericks will run you off the three-point line, allow you to come in, take these take these tough mid-range shots that we're defending, these contested mid-range shots. Go ahead, take those. We're going to try to stop you from getting all the way to the rim with our rotations, but we're going to run you off the three-point line first. And so they did. And OKC, it was they were going right into their hands. I think I even wrote that down. The OKC, yeah, at halftime, the Mavs were up by five, and I wrote, OKC is playing into the Mavs' hands, running them off the free, running off the three-point line. And that worked until they just decided, all right, well, who's going to stop us in the lane? Dwight Powell's not. Christian Wood's not necessarily. Is Maxi? It depends on who Maxi is guarding at the time. Can he get to the rim? It's not always the case because this OKC team, when Poku's not out there, they don't have, like, positions. There's no positions. This team is like the the Raptors where they have, like, 6'6 six, six Jalen Williams and 6'4 Trey Mann and 6'5 Lou Dort and 6'6... Six, six, or 6'5", Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Darius Bay. Like, they just have these guys that you're just, like, they can move around in all these different places. And it just, it messed it up. Like, if <laughs> you know what it felt like? It felt like, uh, I don't know, it felt like guerrilla warfare at times with this with this Thunder team, where they're just driving in, they got all these different parts, and they're just attacking you from all these different angles. And then the, the refs caused it chaos. The Mavs missed threes, caused it chaos with some long rebounds. And the Mavs getting frustrated. And it was just all this chaos. And OKC was like, we're just going to stick with what we're doing. Keep attacking. And they did. And they ended up getting the win. <laughs> SGA attempted 27 shots. He was 8 of 8 from the free throw line. He had 38 points in this game. So Luka Doncic has a 30-point triple-double, 31 points, 16 boards, 10 assists. Only three turnovers. Great game. That should be a great game. He was 8 of 23 from the field. He missed all six of his threes. Took 19 free throws. That's a mucked up game. (laughs) That's a mucked up game for Luka and for everyone else. But the big stat for Luka that I think a lot of people will be pointing out is he was minus 25 on the game. So when Luka was on the court, the Mavericks were outscored by 25 points. In the last five and a half minutes of the fourth quarter and overtime. If you combine that, Luca was a minus 24. That means that Luca was just a minus one when he entered the game in the fourth quarter. He was a minus one. So the Mavericks, when Luca was on the court, when, when Luca entered the game at the five minute 41 second mark in the fourth quarter, they had only been outscored by one point when Luca was on the court. And then that fourth quarter and overtime, they were outscored by 24. It's incre- it's crazy. Like this is a collapse. If you're sitting at home and you feel bad, you should be. You should feel bad about this game. This is a bad loss. This is a bad loss from a team that needs to make a change. 
They have to make some kind of change. And I don't know if Jason Kidd wants to make it with Christian Wood. It doesn't seem like it. Is JaVale, Was JaVale McGee just that much more uh, important than we thought? The Mavs allowed 70 points in the paint in this game. 70 points in the paint. That's only happened five times this year that a team has allowed 70 points in the paint. The Hornets, the Jazz, the Pistons, the Spurs, and the Mavericks. Those are the only teams that have allowed 70. Those are like... Four of the teams we thought were going to be the worst teams in the league. And then the Mavs that have allowed 70 points in the paint. Two of those teams actually got wins, though, which is kind of interesting. But And the Mavs could have gotten a win in this game. I mean, it was right there. Luka had a shot at the end of the fourth quarter to get the win. They had a 16-point lead in the fourth quarter. 70 points in the paint. Something's got to change there. You got to change your defense. You got to change your attack. And in the fourth, in the, towards the end of, in, in overtime, Kid played Maxi because they wanted the defense. They needed the defense. They needed to get stops. This is one of those games where you look at and you just say, okay, the eye test is telling me the Mavs defense is awful. If you watch this game and you sat there and watched it, you're probably thinking, oh, this Mavs defense is so bad because you kept seeing all the drives to the rim, drives to the rim, drives to the rim. A made three doesn't doesn't seem to like doesn't feel to your eyes like it's it's bad defense unless there's a bunch of open threes and they're just hitting a bunch of them. But a drive to the rim makes it feel somehow more like they're just attacking. That's what OKC kept doing. But the Mavs' defensive rating in this game is 110.4. There's like there's like five or six teams only in the NBA right now that have 110 offensive rating or or lower. So like that would be a good. So right now, the way that offense is in the league right now, 110 points per 100 possessions allowed, which is what the Mavericks' defensive rating was in this game. That's a pretty good defensive rating. That's a pretty good defensive rating. So, like, their defense wasn't necessarily bad. There's a ton of possessions. Obviously, we mentioned all the all the shots. <laughs> Each team, I think, think, almost took 100 shots. 95 shots for the Mavericks, 89 for the, the Thunder. And then they each took 30-plus free throws. So, there's a ton of possessions in this game. The Mavericks only allowed 109, 110 points per 100 possessions. And their offensive rating was 103.8. So your eyes would tell you their defense was bad. Jason Kidd said we got to get stops. And he said that the defense was bad. The stats and the numbers say their offense was awful. And your eyes your eyes would tell you that their offense was awful too. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But that's what it would seem like. In the last five minutes and 41 seconds of the fourth quarter, after Luka checked in, the Mavericks had 12 offensive possessions. They scored on four of them. No, three of them. They scored on three of them. One of them, Christian Wood posts up on Lou Dort and he hits a jumper over him. Good possession. The other one was Luka got fouled by Lou Dort. The Mavs were in the bonus. Luka made one of his two free throws. And then the last one was when Luka got smacked in the face by Lou Dort with a minute left and he goes to the free throw line and hits one of two. He was probably seeing two rims. That joke was for Isaac. And so... Let's talk about Luca getting smacked in the face by Lou Dort because it was a big thing. Luca mentioned afterwards, and the big thing that's that that tam- that hampered Luca besides the the chaos of the the referees not calling consistent things, of the missed threes from guys. Luca was in his bag passing tonight. He had some incredible behind the back passes, over the head passes, just incredible stuff where he was kicking it out to guys. And like we said, the Mavericks were eight of forty from three. Uh, non-Luka Mavericks were 8 of 34 from 3. Still bad. <laughs> Still bad in this. But Luka was in his bag passing. 
But what really helped, what really hampered Luca was Lou Dort's physicality. That guy is a bulldozer. He is a like he he can just bounce around. He's like I don't know. Trying trying to think of a superhero. He's almost like I mean he's like he's like a small Hulk, <laughs> where he's just like the thing I guess or something where he's just running through and just stuff is just bouncing off of him everywhere. I guess he's more like Luke Cage because Luke Cage is a, a human-sized person that could just run through stuff and everything would bounce off of him. And so he's just running through. Everything's bouncing. He's bouncing off of everything and just he's he's pushing and and like bumping and and he only got called for 5,000 this game. If you watch this game, you would think that he had got 15 fouls. And Luke was getting frustrated about that. Every time Lou Dort was just pushing the envelope and pushing and pushing and bumping and all that. Then at the, with a minute and four seconds left, Lou Dort contests one of Luca's jumpers. His Luca or Lou Dort's hand goes between Luca's arms as he's taking the jump shot, misses the ball, and hits Luca square in the face. Luca falls down. He's on the ground, and they just call it a foul, and they don't review it, which is interesting because they had reviewed a couple other things earlier, and they didn't review it for a flagrant or anything like that. Luca got frustrated by that. Everybody, everybody on the bench, the Mavericks bench was incensed. It was all standing up. I immediately took my binoculars out and I started looking at the bench, and they were all up. Every single one of them, coaches, players, everybody. Theo Pinson's like halfway down the court, going, "What's going on?" His hands are up in the air. Everybody's hands are up in the air. Mavs bench was going crazy about that. And so after the game, everyone asked Luca, you know, what about how'd you you know get hit in the face and all that, and then. Why didn't they review it? And he's, and Luca said, at the beginning of the season, the referees come to each team and they do like a little session, a Q&A session to try and, you know, help this relationship. And they got to, the players got to ask a bunch of questions. And one of them, they said, what about when a player gets hit in the face? <laughs> Be hilarious if Dwight Powell is the one that asked that question. So what about when players get hit in the face? And they said, if a player gets hit in the face, it should be reviewed. And so Luca said, you know, they told us anytime someone gets hit in the face, it should be reviewed. Then after the game, Tim Cato was the pool reporter and asked Ed Malloy, why was the foul by Lou Dort in the fourth quarter not reviewed to see if it met the flagrant foul threshold? Just review, just looked at, not even that it was or it wasn't, but just why didn't it get looked at? Ed Malloy says, quote, we did not review it because we felt Dort made a legitimate play on the basketball, making contact to the ball with his right hand and then making contact with his right forearm to the face of Luka Doncic. That was illegal, but it did not raise the level of being unnecessary. Therefore, we didn't go to the replay review. So the referees in this game decided that it wasn't unnecessary. <laughs> it was just a, it was a foul, but it wasn't to the level of flagrant. And so they made a judgment call instead of just doing the blatant the, the same across the board, like they said at the beginning of the season, hey, we're going to review if you get someone gets hit in the face. They decided not to. And so maybe they review it and they just go and say, hey, you know, we didn't think it was unnecessary contact in the moment, and we don't think it's unnecessary contact now. But that's why they decided not to do that, which is wild. Wild, wild, wild that they did not decide to do that. That didn't decide the game. The Mavericks did have a 99-94 to lead at that point. That would have been Lou Dort's, I have to go back. I think that would have been Lou Dort's fifth foul, sixth foul. No, it, well, it would have been, no, he, he got called the foul. Yeah, so he got called the foul, sorry. He got called the foul at that. That was his fifth foul. And then he a flagrant one, 
or a flagrant two, he could have been ejected. So that would have been what it, what it was. Uh, man, so many different things to, to break down from this game. We could we could keep getting into. Josh Green was plus twenty four off the bench. The the good thing. Let's just go over the one good thing in this game was the fourth quarter run the Mavericks went on to begin the fourth quarter. They were uh, going into the fourth quarter. They were down by one. It was seventy one to seventy two. It was Spencer Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, uh, Christian Wood, and Maxi. They start the fourth quarter and. Then at the 5 minute 41 second mark, the part that we've been talking about when Luka checks in, they were up 95 to 79. They went on a 24 to 7 run to start the fourth quarter. Great run. You saw a lot of hustle, you saw some defense, you saw communication, you saw um different kinds of offense. You saw Spencer Dinwiddie take over. You saw a couple times when Spencer Dinwiddie was like, "Nah, I got this. I'm taking over." Which is what we've been asking for. Something we want from Spencer Dinwiddie. That run was incredible. You saw uh, the seven minute and 32 second mark in the fourth quarter. There was this play where there was like four or five offensive rebounds where Christian Wood was trying to bat it up and he couldn't get it to go. And then Josh Green grabs the ball. And as he's falling down, trying to get the ball away from another Thunder player, he's falling down. He finds Tim Hardaway Jr., chucks it over to Tim Hardaway Jr. on the wing and Tim hits a three. Incredible play. The, the moment right before Luca checks in, Josh Green got... Uh, there's a ball that was tipped, I think by a foot, but the refs didn't call it, which again, chaos. Josh Green runs, hustles, gets the ball, and then has an and one against Poku. Just it, like just an incredible run from Josh Green. I thought he was really, really good. I thought he was the catalyst in that he had four steals, five boards, two of them in the offensive end. Um, he, he missed two of his threes, but I thought they looked confident, which is what is kind of all you're asking for from him at this point. He only He only took two of them. So it's not a big sample size in this game, but you saw stuff from Josh Green. I'm hoping he gets some more time because of it, because that was a really, really good run. And you saw him be a catalyst for the energy. They This team needed the energy. They were all in their heads about the refs and about fouls and about missing shots. And Josh Green was just out there doing Josh Green things. And you kind of want that. We'll be back tomorrow with the post game for the Orlando Magic game. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs, making us your first listen. Go make your second listen, Locked On Sports Today. Go listen to Locked On NBA, any kind of stuff like that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom!